It's hot out there, bro. Yo, man, I've, I say it every year, man. I, I just I forget how hot it gets out there, bro. Like on Monday, or excuse me, not Monday. On Tuesday, I was doing um, application treatments, and I was pushing my walk behind spreader. And I'm out here like sweating buckets, just pushing this thing. And there's only, you know, 50 pounds in the hopper and stuff like that. And, you know, pushing it in that walk behind isn't the end of the world, but it still ain't easy. You still are here pushing. It's it's rough. You know, it's worth, excuse me, it's worse than pushing a, um, you know, a walk behind mower. So I'm just, just sweating like crazy, man. Got my hat on. Like, I don't, I need some water. I need to get this together. But yeah, man, I, I, I totally forgot what it was like out here when it, gets hot like this these upper 80s you know whatnot so it just reminds me of the uh the one saying if it's too hot for you and if it's too hot for you stay out the kitchen (laughs) and right now i feel like it's hot out here much earlier than it usually is i'm used to having some rain right now we are in a two-week drought and it doesn't look like we have much rain coming here not for another two weeks either so I don't know what to do here, so. <laughs> but it ain't it ain't too hot for me to uh to get out the kitchen. I tell you that right now. Yeah, we're figuring uh, out things to do. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity, man, to be able to look back at maybe some of those folks that you told them that you were booked out for landscaping, things like that, and say, hey, we got some openings with the weather, so we're able to uh, get you knock, you know, put you in place and get your uh, request knocked out. So I'm actually going to reach out to a guy. Um, that was referred through another client of mine. Cause right now, like I mentioned before, I'm not taking on any new work that isn't a current client um, for um, mowing. So I'm going to reach out to him probably here in the next week or so, just depending on what goes on with the lawns, man, I think I got a few lawns that are still going to need to be cut no matter what, um, because one, they have irrigation and two, they're fertilized. So uh, we'll have at least, you know, a a few to cut to stay busy um, for sure. But yeah, picking up those folks, man, on projects that I'm actually interested in doing. I'm still not picking up anything I don't want to do. Um, so if I, if I do go and give an estimate for a landscaping project, I may tell them, Hey, it just doesn't fit in the schedule right now. So we'll see, you know. All right. Well, let's get the show started. Yeah. We got to knock this one out. You are now listening to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast with Matt and Steve. The eyes of a winter so glowing through the winter, spring, summer, fall. Got it out. Yes, I'm thin to fall. I go hard in the pain. I used to watch it dry. Sitting through some trouble times, fighting battles in my mind. Welcome to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast, where we are mowing down barriers to excellence in the lawn care profession. I am Cornell Mack. And I am Cedric Steele. And today it is a free-flowing Friday and my boy Cedric has come up with what about 10 15 questions and we're just going to go over them on this free flowing Friday man so I hope that you're ready to get out there and uh if Friday is your last day or your makeup day I hope that you're going to end your week on a high note and get into this weekend and enjoy life before we go any further let me throw this thing over to my boy Cedric and see how he is doing on this wonderful free-flowing Friday. What's going on, Seth? Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. It is, uh, it's been a good week, Cornell. It's been a real good week. Picked up some additional clients. I am very, very close to Max here, man. Very, very close to Max. So I'm happy about that. I'm getting the clients that I want at the price I want to get. Extremely excited about that, man. Very, very, um, it keeps me motivated. You know, just remembering that 
the plan that I put in place to be able to add exactly people that I'm targeting at the price that I'm targeting just gives me the motivation to rem- to not get anxious and try to um uh oh, what's the word um get anxious and and let someone in on something that may not be my target client or my target price. So just remember to stick strong to that man. I, I absolutely love that. But the week's been good, man. Um started out with Memorial Day. Again, thank you all to that have served what they say. Uh some gave all or all all gave some and some gave all, right? So definitely appreciate those for that, man. But the, the cool thing is this, man, it's Friday. It is, well, today of recording, which is on Thursday, is uh, actually my uh, me and my wife's 10th year anniversary. So shout out to my wife, Yolanda. Thank you for rolling with me and, you know, the family that we're building together, man. I'm really excited about that. So and it's very weird, man. I, I'll, I'll toss it to you here in a second, but it's it's almost like fate. Right. It's almost fate that you and I are together. We find out we got all these connections of close things like that. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, here today on the first is my anniversary and you got an anniversary coming up as well. Right. Yeah, man. Happy anniversary to my wife as well. My anniversary is on this free flowing Friday. So shout out to my wonderful, beautiful, amazing, talented just an all-star of a wife that I have is Miss Cassandra Mack. I owe a lot to her. She is the person when I talk about, you know, retraining your mind, that Romans 12 2 first that I talk about, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And a lot of that started when I met my wife, man, she was the one that helped me to change the stinking thinking. She's the one that helped me to change uh, the poor person mentality uh, that I had. And without her, none of this stuff is really possible. I wouldn't be talking to Cedric or anyone if I haven't met this this just wonderful woman. So shout out to my to my beautiful wife, Cassie Mack, uh, on our wonderful anniversary here on this free flowing Friday. But it's been a, a good week for us, too. Uh, we took off on Monday, like I said, on the Monday show uh, to, um, well, I actually said we were going to work on Monday, but we didn't. We actually took off. Captain Jack, he, he's so cool, man. Captain Jack, um, he's such a blessing to anyone who's out there. If you get someone to come work with you uh, who is like Captain Jack, man, make sure you bless them as much as you can because he he took the initiative. I, I really don't think about holidays much. I'm not a planner when it comes to things like that. My wife does all of that stuff. So she had this Memorial Day weekend plan. That's an annual thing. We go to this park called Yogi Bear Park. And uh, I was going to actually come home early and work on Monday. Uh, but I had told Captain Jack because he's proactive and he wants to make sure that he has his work schedule taken care of. He's actually a great planner. <laughs> shout out to Shout out to Captain Jack. But he had hit me. He had just asked me, not hit me up. He asked me in the truck. He said, "So are we working on Monday? This was on, uh, you know, last Friday or Thursday." And he goes, "Are we working on Monday? I just want to make sure so I can let my job, my other job, know like I'm gonna come work there." So, um, I expected to not work, and so I told him, "Nah, we won't be working on Monday." And then uh, my wife, she goes, "Well, I know you got a lot to do on Monday, so if you want to go home on Sunday, like just me." To, so that I could get our week on track and, every, and keep everything on track. She said, you can just go home Sunday night. 
And uh, so I was actually going to do that. So I, I hit up Captain Jack. I text him. I said, hey, bro, you know, uh, wifey said it's fine if we work on Monday. So I'll come home on Sunday and work on Monday. If, you know, I mean, if you can work nine times out of 10, Jack is like, yes, I'm coming with you. Uh, unfortunately, this time, though, I think it's I won't say unfortunately, um, he couldn't he couldn't get his schedule changed from his other job. And so he always places the priority to be with me first, which, of, like I said, I love him for. Uh, but this time he couldn't. So I got to stay at the uh, at the Yogi Bear Park and spend more time with the family, do some water, uh, water sports with my little three year old daughter. And so, yeah, it was it was really cool. Uh, but other than that, the rest of the week has been smooth. Um, we are going to get caught up here and then end the week strong on Friday, uh, this free flow on Friday. So we're going to end the week strong and I hope that everyone else who's out there listening to us and then get us in our pockets in their pockets. Uh, I hope that you go finish that thing strong too, baby. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. But now, you know, Hey, we, we got to get this, this show on the road. Cedric. Has yeah. Let's jump onto it, man. Let's jump into questions. It, so. And so I'm gonna throw it back over to Cedric and we're going to get started with this first, uh, question on this free flow on Friday. So Cedric, what do you got for us today, brother? Yeah, man, we've been so deep into the inspiration, motivation, and education, as well as our, our series on being stress-free. And, you know, this is our, our happy series. And we're going to have a happy free flow on Friday, man. We're going to keep it real, real light for you guys and just have a little bit of fun, man. I know you all ask us a lot of questions and things like that. So we're going to kind of answer some of the fun questions, the ones that are kind of, um, I don't want to say mundane as well, like you know, your your general business questions. But we're going to knock out a few of those as well. So just to start off with the, the fun part, man. What's uh what's your favorite cereal, Cornell? For me, my favorite cereal is Apple Jacks. Between Apple Jacks and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, man, I, I will say those two are a tie. I've been eating those for a while. Um, it's just something about the Apple Jacks with the little bits that's in there, add a little bit of additional crunch to the cereal. This it gets me through in the morning, man. And then Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you can't go wrong with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, man. Just like the commercials, you have those little um, squares kind of dancing around in your mouth with the flavor, man. What, what's uh what, what's your your favorite cereal? So. I have a couple, uh, but it's funny. One of my favorites is Fruit Loops. Okay. And, uh, I literally, I just, I just found out like two days ago that the colors are just colors. That all of the yeah. Fruit Loops actually taste the same. Yeah. So there's not a grape Fruit Loop or a cherry Fruit Loop or a lemon Fruit Loop or orange Fruit Loop. They all just taste like quote unquote fruit. And the colors are just so they don't so you're not eating a bunch of yellow circles, which it blew my mind. I had yeah. to think about it because the, the two I seen this on the Instagram reel. These two guys were uh, <laughs> he said, what's your uh, what's your favorite cereal? Just like you just asked me, he goes uh, I, Fruit Loops. And he's like, oh, I love a good Fruit Loop. And then the guy goes. <laughs> uh, he said, what's your favorite flavor? And he says, what? <laughs> you're messing with me right they all taste the same and they go over this little uh they have this argument it is hilarious i watched this thing i don't know like uh, 30 or 40 times i would put it up on my uh on my instagram story uh, or post it on my instagram but it cusses and i want to keep my instagram as yeah. uh swear friend swear friendly as possible uh but if you would like to hear that, man, DM me and I will send you the uh, thing because I definitely save reels all the time 
on my phone. So Fruit Loops is definitely in my, I say, my top three. Um, yeah. Corn Pops. I love Corn Pops. Uh, I've had uh, one in some of those yeah, in a while. they're fire. And my absolute favorite, you mentioned French Toast. I'm, I'm sorry, you mentioned Cinnamon Toast Crunch. My, uh, my favorite is French Toast Crunch. Uh, uh, with an honorable mention of, and I'm not sure if they make this cereal anymore, uh, but this is the only reason it's honorable mention and not number one is because I cannot find it anywhere. Okay. But it is the Rice Krispies Treats cereal. Oh, bro. I remember those. Bro, let me tell you something right now. I could sit down when I was 12 years old, when I was 16 years old, when I was 25 years old and go through a whole box of that Rice Krispie Treat cereal in one sitting, bro, without a problem. And I swear to you, bro, that's one of I guess that <laughs> that's my favorite because since I'm here, I'm talking so passionately about it, bro, Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Uh, rephrasing, it's not an honorable mention. This is number one for that's me. That's number one. <laughs> number one. Yo, I totally Here's an honorable about mention, those. though. For anybody who grew up poor like me, King Vitamin, bruh. Okay. The the tear the the rip the skin off the roof of your mouth is so doggone crunchy cereal and also Captain uh Captain Crunch. Is uh is King Vitamin Captain Crunch? I'm trying to remember. No, King Vitamin is the knockoff brand of I I think Captain Crunch because that's what I'm saying. It's the knockoff. It's, even, Captain it's Crunch. harder. Yeah, I think it's the knockoff brand, but it's it's the poor person brand. It's what we used to get from the food bank. You know, what I mean, whenever I was a kid, and uh, you know, when the struggle was real back then, Bruh, Let me tell you, there are some of those things because I mean, they're still. I, mean, I won't say necessarily knockoffs. They call them store brands, right? Because you can go into the grocery store now and, and pick up a lot of those uh, cereals that have a different different name brand than you know the the common ones that you're used to some of those and i can't remember which one was which it might be the king vitamin that actually end up enjoying more than the actual um regular name brand one i will tell you uh, so you want to go knockoff but the in my opinion the best uh knockoff brand sounds sounds bad but the, the yeah. uh this you know the store brand store brand yeah, and I'm not sure if this is actually a store, but it is. It's in a bag, like one of those big bags that's in the cereal aisle, and yep. it's called S'mores. Okay, if you have ever seen that? Uh, it has like, um, what's it have in it? Uh, like golden grams, marshmallows, uh, the cocoa puffs, it golden grams, marshmallows, and cocoa puffs. I believe is what's in it. Uh, it's, okay. That's also phenomenal. You got me going. You got me on one right now. Hey, <laughs> let us know, man. DM me. I want to know what your favorite cereal is. Uh, let me know down in, well, I can't say down in the comments. This ain't a YouTube video, but let me know, man. DM me. I want to know what's your favorite cereal. I think I might put a poll up on my Instagram story to see. <laughs> I, I want to know who what's your favorite cereal. But yeah, that's, right. that's my favorite cereal, bro. All right. Well, let's take a little bit back to, to business real quick. So as that was a really quick, quick, fun jump off, um, what brand of truck did you choose and why did you choose that particular brand? Uh, well, OK, so I know I don't know too much about trucks. Um, OK, I, I went with Dodge Ram. And the reason I went with Dodge Ram is because whenever I was a kid, I used to love the commercials. I love the emblem. Um, a truck to me is sort of a truck just like a lawnmower sort of a lawnmower as long as 
And I know it's not true. You you have your creature comforts or anything, but I went with Ram. I I feel like, in my opinion, it looked the best. It looked the coolest, and uh, and it gets the job done for me. So, and now I've had three. I had a fifteen hundred, a twenty five hundred, and now the thirty five hundred dump truck. And I'm sort of just used to the layout of the inside now. Okay. Um, if that makes sense. So yeah, uh, I chose Ram and. Uh, and yeah, for those reasons, bro, it's basically like I ain't know anything about trucks. Yeah, Ram Ram looked the best to me. I didn't like how the uh, Toyota trucks looked. I thought that the Ford trucks were a little too boxy for me. Okay. Um, the Chevrolet trucks, I didn't necessarily like how they looked as well. Although I think they look like cool, uh, they look more like Transformer ish. Okay. To me. I can, and I felt I like that. I felt like the Ram truck was like the mix between smooth and sleek and still powerful and beefy, if that makes sense. Okay, so that's why I went. How about you? So you know, for me, um, I've grown up coming up in high school, man. One of my favorite trucks that I would see, though I was a I was a Ram fan as well. You know, had a few in magazines and like that that I really enjoyed. But one of my favorite trucks, man, was like it's like the model year of like 2002 to 2003 is the uh Ford F150 Harley Davidson edition. If you, if you remember those from like the early 2000s, man, they had the nice round body. So they got away from the boxy shape, but had the nice round body. But like the lights was always different. The tail lights were different and it um, had more of the style side body style. So it was definitely the bed was more curvy and stuff like that. So I've always been a huge fan of the that uh, um, that Harley Davidson edition. And then they had the Ford Lightning that came out that you've seen in Fast and Furious and things like that. And they moved into this new transition style where they did like the sport edition. And I actually have a sport edition on, on my truck, which has like the black interior with the red piping. And then what I call it is a hockey stick down the side. So the graphic down the side, there's a, a black or a gradient black um, graphic that goes down the side of the trucks. And I kind of always fell in, I fell in love with that. And that's, so I was like, Hey, you know, I want to have one of those one day. And that's what I actually ended up picking up. So I'm, I'm still running uh, just a, half ton truck once i do get a newer truck it'll probably be another ford i'm not opposed to ram my big thing with ram was i always loved the way the trucks look but up here you know in the the north or the cool season area there's a lot of rust on the beds of those trucks now you don't really have that issue on the the bed that is an issue for ram trucks though in the wheel wells especially exactly so um that was a a kind of a turnoff for me no it it was a big turnoff for me in terms of when i was truck shopping recently so that's kind of why i went with ford man once i step up to a you know a one-ton truck it's it'll probably still be a ford though i do not like some of the grill packages on the 2023 trucks i think some of them are absolutely ugly so but that's uh that's my t- my take on that. So let's let's jump into another one, man. Here's another fun question for you, but it still has a little bit to do with uh, the business. What's a favorite snack or treat that you like having in a truck while you're working? Pizzeria combos, okay. Tw- Twizzler nibs and uh, green apple Gatorade. Those three. Green now, apple I will Gatorade. say this. Okay. It is the best Gatorade. It okay. If you've ever. So we grew up in uh, the candy, you know, the the penny candy and, you know, yeah. the cheaper candy era. Well, 
actually our parents and then their parents probably grew up in that era. Things started to gain a little expense to them whenever uh, we got older. But if you ever had a green apple Jolly Rancher or a green apple blow pop or green apple fruit roll up, bruh, this Gatorade tastes just like that. I mean, okay. just like that. I'm going to put a picture up. I bought, I want to say 30, 30 of the 28 ounce Gatorade just because I was walking through our grocery <laughs> store and I seen them sitting there on sale. I spent $42 on 30 of these Gatorades. <laughs> My wife was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. But yeah, uh, pizzeria find, combos. What's that? Say, do, do you find that you can drink those all day? I know some of that stuff, like I love the flavor of it, but I can only drink so much of it before I'm like, I need a break off of the flavor. Yeah. So I, I'll br- I bring one of those with me. And then most of the time it's water. And then wherever okay. we stop to drink, wherever we stop to eat for the day, if they have like a sports drink power aid or something in their, uh, in their dispenser, I'll get, I'll get a sports drink. But I, I will say on the sports drink, uh, tip, it is, uh, I find that they, um, I went, I don't think they really quench my thirst. They just yep. taste good. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, the reason I say that is because I always sort of feel a little dehydrated, even though I drink them. So maybe they put electrolytes back in your body and maybe help with cramping or something. Uh, but they, they normally, I would say, probably dry my mouth out. You know what I mean? And, and I, I don't really think that they add to hydration outside of they taste good. But green apple, fire. My second favorite of Gatorade is a uh, fierce grape. And then and then strawberry, and then we can switch over to Powerade, and it's grape, and the uh, the they have a melon, it's green, yeah, the melon flavor. Uh, I like those, but yeah, the pizzeria combos are one of my my go tos. Uh, you know, whenever I used to, well, I don't drive now. Captain Jack drives the truck, but uh, I used to keep the combos in there because uh, I know I talk about the ADHD thing a lot, but I got to be doing more than one thing. No matter what I'm doing, even though driving requires you to move your arms and your use your feet, plus your eyes and all of that. Yeah, it's almost not enough for me. And I will literally get bored while driving and start to fall asleep because I'm bored. This is an affliction, bro. I wish it on no one. (laughs) But once you can hone it. So I realized, let me get these pizzeria combos. And as long as I'm like sort of reaching for them and crunching on one of them or. Twizzler nibs is which is just the uh it's not the Twizzler bites which are a little thicker. It's like the string from Wayne's World, if you know what <laughs> Wayne's World is. I know I'm dating myself, but I'm 40. It is what it is. Wayne's World came out when I was like 15. Um, and they had this dispenser in the car that had the licorice out he was pulling it off the roof. <laughs> and it's like uh if you had like a long licorice strip and you strip and you cut it into like centimeter length pieces yeah it's it's like that if you're not familiar with it but those are are my two things bro are those the ones that have like the different flavor in the middle no no okay so i'm an old school dude bro i'm the plain uh when it comes to candy and stuff i'm the plain guy except for like 100 grand bars i I love those those are pretty solid crispy rice on the outside with the caramel on the inside oh boy you get me started yeah get me started 
This one isn't necessarily my favorite snack to have in the truck, man, but I do love me a take five bar, man, where it combines a few things. You get your peanut butter, your caramel, your pretzel, your chocolate, all that together. But that that is one of my favorite snacks, just not while I'm working because they don't keep too well in the truck. Another thing right. I, I do eat in the truck. The take five blizzard at Dairy Queen is unreal. Yeah, it's unreal, bro. You got to try one. Oh, I've had it. I love it. It's, it's absolutely it's amazing. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. But um, another thing I like having in a truck, though, I have to eat them quick. So uh, because they don't take because of, you know, the heat, if you got the windows up I, and these are brand new to me, man, are cookies and cream chocolate covered pretzels. Absolutely amazing. But my, my favorite thing, man, that I, I keep in the truck now, um, I used to be really and I, I still do uh, really, really love having gummy bears, particularly like the Haribo gummy bears but the problem is man you you're pounding the sugar all day long or you know gummy eating a, a pack of gummy bears every day is very very bad right it's not re- not recommended at all so um something that i've transitioned into just fairly recently is cranberry raisins Cran- give me raisins yeah they're crazy so they give me the kick of having like that gummy bear filling and that gummy bear snack but slightly healthier right so I enjoy those, man. Um, and you're talking about your your Gatorades, Gatorade and water. You know, I enjoy water. Um, my my favorite thing to drink, though I, I don't drink it as much anymore, is the Kobe Bryant edition Body Armor waters. The Mamba juice, yeah, the Mamba juice is 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 fire, man. So I do love those, but I stopped drinking those as much. And to to take you know get back to what you were saying about drying out your mouth. The issue is on a lot of these drinks is that they still have a ton of sugar in them. And that's actually what's dehydrating you and kind of taking that that feeling of you being able to get hydrated out of that that sports drink. So one thing that I've started drinking literally um, last week and shout out to Jonathan with Florida Turf Pros because he did a little skit or not skit, a little um, little video on it in terms of like making sure you're how to keep healthy and things that like that while you're out working, like keeping the proper hat on, making sure your arms are covered up and stuff like that, protecting you as a son. And he's talking about foods and drinks to have, but I started uh, drinking Gator light. So it's um Gatorade specific electrolyte drink, which is like, you know, your Pedialyte or your, you know, your electrolyte specific drink, but drinking the zero version of that. So the Gator light zero, which has zero sugar, and has all the electrolytes and a little bit of flavor. And that, that's what I've enjoyed. Um, I like the strawberry kiwi flavor. I, I've never been a huge fan of the lemon lime Gatorade. So that's that's what I'm drinking with right now. Um, and I'm, it's been working out for me so far. I'm not a favorite of anything diet. All that crap tastes disgusting to me. I cannot take almost every diet drink outside of the only diet drink that I absolutely, I will pick the diet flavor over. The regular version is Lipton green tea in the okay. bottle. The, okay. the diet, I like mixed berry and the citrus. Uh, I like them both. Those are the only drinks that I will buy that are diet that I can tolerate. Everything else, is, I don't know if it's a mind thing. I, I can just, it throws me off. I cannot, I can't do it. It's almost like they've taken the sugar and put fake stuff. In. Just give me the regular real sugar. And let me let go on about my business if you're going to put sugar in drinks. Don't dilute it down with chemicals and make it whatever the scientific term is for sugar. Just give me that white stuff that's in the bag. <laughs> no, flavor my my little huggy drinks with that. Not the artificial flavor stuff or whatever, but yeah, I can't do the diets. All right. 
So we got a two part question here. So the the first one I'm asked, man, is if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Any superpower, what would it be and why? Yeah, uh, fly. Okay, fly, no doubt, bro. Fly, and secondly, it would be Wolverine. Okay, let me regenerate my health and be able to always be completely healthy. That would that would be the other thing. But depth fly, bro. If if anyone says anything other than fly, bro, fly. So what about you. So fly is a top two one for me, right? I would love to be able to fly, but I think I, I want to take it a little bit further. And I think what I would love to be able to do is teleport, you know, just snap my finger or whatever like that. And I move from one like looper to the other. Yeah, bro. Just be able to just get there immediately. I would love to be able to do that, man, and be able to like bring things with me. And when I say things, I mean, like, I don't want to categorize people as being things, but I would like you to want to rob the bank. Well, no, no, I don't want to rob. You want to loop yourself into the bank, get the money, and loop yourself out. Hey, man, if I can, <laughs> if I can teleport, I don't need to rob the bank, man. I think I'll be able to get everything done so quickly and efficiently. I'll be happy with what I have, man. So, like, even if you're doing like long care and landscaping, man, if I was able to teleport, just being able to snap my fingers and be at Disney World where I don't have to pay for air travel, you know what I mean? I can get there quickly. I can pay for Disney tickets, and then when I'm ready to go home, snap my fingers, and I'm on bed that evening. Or I want to go to the pool, snap my fingers, I'm at the pool. So I, I, that's why I take teleporting as as my um, my superpower. But I can't necessarily use the superpower in this next question. I, and I want to ask you, if you were starting a lawn care super team with a lawn maintenance hero, a landscaping hero, and a snow plowing hero, who would they be and why would you choose them? So are we talking about actual superheroes or or people that we know? Actual people that you know or know of. So that I know of. Uh, so for sn- snow plowing, uh, who I've met so far, probably be Troy Clogg. Okay. He he has an enormous snow business and he does the uh, the pink de-icer, I think is, it, is yep. what it's called. The pink de-icer. It. He does that. So he's he's... I mean, hell, that that's who uh, the people that we that, you know, who have helped us. That's who they turn to is, is Troy Clark. So it would be him for the snow um, for the landscaping. I would say for the landscaping, I'll probably go uh, Stanley Dirt Monkey. OK, um, because he seems to have all of that taken care of, like no matter what you need done landscaping wise. I'm pretty sure Stanley Dirt Monkey can do it from putting in demolishing a swimming pool in your backyard with the big stuff that he has to uh, regrading your entire lawn to excavate like all of that stuff. If you watch Stanley Dirt Monkey, you know, he's going to get that job done. But also that guy, uh, Tigran uh, Gertz, I'm I'm not familiar with him, but he does like a lot of stuff over there in California. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does. It seems like he does really great work on a big, big major scale over there in California. So probably uh, those two uh, for that. And, and then my guy, Keith Kalfis, um, he does a great job as well. And then uh, you said the last one was for lawn maintenance. Lawn maintenance. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so how could you go? At least for, I would just speak for me is, is my boy, Brian, Brian Fullerton. Um, it's the, he, he put out the model, uh, that I, that I follow. Mm -hmm. Um, it's because of Brian's videos that 
it showed me like you don't necessarily have to have no giant co company like you can do it with just yourself and two guys and live comfortable uh you know comfortable is a the relative words you take that how you yeah. want like i don't think brian's comfortable by any means he seems to always be trying to go after it and go get it and so uh how how's he able to do that and all of the other things is by keeping his business the way it is him and two guys and and small and tight so that would be my three it would be brian for lawn maintenance uh stanley keith and tigran gertz for uh the landscaping and then troy Clark for the snow removal all right. Well, for me, man, I'm a, I'm gonna go a little bit of a different route, you know. Since I'm right now running solo, and I'm I'm gonna focus on, or I'm I'm gonna call out the the guy that I know that's doing it solo and showing how to do it solo, and, and the man that's doing that, man, for me is uh, Johnny with Blades of Grass, man. He is out there running solo, showing how to do things tight with route density, man. And he has all of his equipment that he needs to get the job done, whether he's running just the um, just the the single truck setup with having the uh, uh, the rack in the back of a truck. It's not a ramp rack; it's the other brand, but uh, I think it's the mow and go, the mow and go setup in the back of his mm -hmm. truck. And then he has a, the trailer and things like that. So I really, uh, I really admire how he does things solo and how he decides to run his business and things like that. So shout out to Johnny's with Blades of Grass, yeah, man. Thank you for your service, Johnny. Yes, on this yes. Memorial Day, he was definitely in our armed forces and that's why he always hit you with the pop smoke at the end of the video so shout out to johnny with blaze of grass man yeah man shout out to him for sure for landscaping i'm going to go with uh andy Mulder with Mulder outdoors uh, he puts together some projects um that are in like the cool season area cool season grass area and you truly get a he works on the properties I would call like dream properties or the place that are like the dream homes where you truly see a full setup of like pool landscaping and then front yard landscaping where all the houses look like they're on a golf course on they're on the, the greatest of greatest golf courses. So that would be my, my guy for landscaping. He has all the tools. He has a cool black truck with the white letters, man. Very, very sleek looking, man. I love his setup and the way he do things. And for me, man, I, I'm a pool for uh, my last one. I'm a, for, which is snow plowing hero. I'm gonna pull one that you use, but just for a different thing, man. I'm pulling the dirt monkey for the for snow, man. Seeing his snow videos and things like that, the content that he creates for snow, they go out there, they have fun, they move snow that seems to be nonstop. I don't understand how they move that much snow in you know these 48 hour snowstorms, but working 30 hours straight, just pushing snow, pushing snow, sacking it high, and then. At times, I think they've had snow so so much snow at one point that they bring in those trucks that melt the snow, like bringing those in the job sites or bringing in dump trucks to be um, to to haul snow away from sites. I just find that absolutely amazing, and uh, I, I think that's why he's going to be my, my snow plowing hero. So we're going to knock a few more of these out, man. We don't want to run you all too long. Thank you all for letting us hang out in your pocket. As we uh, tell you a little bit more about ourselves, so let me uh, let me ask you another one. What is a, a hobby or something that you like doing for fun? Well, flag football is my okay. number one. As I play flag football every Sunday, um, and I, I try and play in these two leagues, but unfortunately, uh, one is a little further and uh, less convenient. So there's one about 15 minutes from my house, and then there's okay. one that we have to we would have to travel about 40 minutes to get to. And it, it just makes it hard because I'm not a, uh, a young pup anymore. And all of my friends are older. We all have families, kids, 
kids who play sports now. And so it's not always easy um, to get the seven to eight people that play on the team all to both fields every single week. So we've pretty much had to stick to just the one league. And uh, that's what I do. That's like my thing that, uh, that it's like the reward at the end of the week. We play on Sundays. And so it's like you work hard all week. Um, and then this is just the one thing that I, I sort of do like for me, that's like a non-negotiable. Like my wife don't bother with, with me when she knows if I'm a play, like when we got football, my wife just, she knows that's my thing. And she just, she lets it go. She's supportive of it now. Um, she comes to the games with my kids and stuff whenever we have multiple games, cause it's four on four flag football. So it's not like we're out here killing ourselves or, okay. or blocking or anything like that. It's like a speed game. Like if you ever seen arena football, it's like that. And so we have, it's, it's I, now that we're older, I like created a family environment. So we, I like ask my teammates to bring their, their significant other right. and uh, their children too, because everything that I do is, is always about, um, about, you know, fellowship and family and being together and sharing in this thing. So that's, that's the thing that I do for fun. And then, uh, also I love to watch TV shows with my wife and my, and you know, my older daughter, Kalia, she likes to watch uh survivor with us, but you know, just watching TV shows with my wife at the end of the night, you know, she, she normally she'll just fall asleep next to me and then I'll stay up all night. Sometimes I'll stay up all night. I'll watch a whole show until the next day. It's <laughs> terrible. It's it's really terrible, but that's what I do for fun. What about you? Yo, just real quick, we're talking about the movies, man. I think our binge watching stuff, man. I had zero intention in watching the show, but when I started watching it, I literally watched the whole season in I believe like twenty four hours. I can't remember even why I was able to do that. I think my wife was out of town and actually took the family, so I was literally at the house by myself. It might have been one it? of those weird holidays. It was uh, I sat around and watched Squid Game, like oh straight. yeah, bro. Yeah, I watched yeah. that straight through. It was really, really yeah. crazy. I don't even know why I got, but I, I didn't have any intention in watching it because I thought it was just senseless violence. I don't have a problem with like violent movies, man. I enjoy a good action movie and stuff like that. But there's some movies that I feel like are just straight senseless violence, and sometimes it, I get turned off by that um, and right. those type of movies. But for some reason, man, I, I got in the Squid Game and I, I just knocked it out. I literally watched that show. I think within like 30 hours, Bruh. You don't want me to get on. I could go on and on and on about TV show. I'm a TV show dude. I used to work <laughs> at these group homes, bro. I swear, yeah, I'd be at work 16 straight hours. You know, I had probably a, in the group homes, you work a 16 hour shift. You might have three hours of like actual work to do. Like yeah. you got to cook for your client. You got to make sure, you know, the house is clean and take them, take your, your peoples to their appointments and things like that. And other than that, it's downtime for real. You sit yeah. on the couch for real, like watching Sports Center or First Take or whatever. And I got into TV shows because it was like it was sort of like a escape from reality, so okay. to speak. Like not that anything was bad going on. Like I told, like I said before, I loved both of my jobs, uh, but I knew I could do more with my life. And so you go and you watch TV shows, so it keeps your brain off of just sitting there thinking about things you know what i mean and yeah. what, bro, breaking bad is one of the best shows i've ever seen i literally bro i literally watched that thing 
every six, like all day. And I worked a block shift. So when I, when I found, when I found out about breaking bad, I worked a block shift where I had to stay the night at the house. So you work till 10 o'clock and then you're off at 10 o'clock. I would watch these breaking and then you sleep there at the house and there's a staff bedroom. You just wake back up at six o'clock, punch back in and get your day started again. It was like really cool actually to, to work that way. Okay. Cause you, it's, you really save a lot on gas and everything, but that's when I got into TV shows for real. And I was binge watching everything lost breaking bad prison break. There's a show. I think it's based in Germany called dark on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I've heard about that it, one. Oh my gosh, bro. It's one of the best shows ever. But let me let me not de- derail the show. We we got a few more minutes. Let's knock out a few more of these questions. Bro. Yeah, man. Uh and really quickly, man, my big thing that I, I like doing is I do like the to, to bowl. I don't do it competitively, but like going out hanging with the homies, man, telling stories around the alley, you know, the bowling alley and just chilling, relaxing, having a good time, man. So that that's kind of my 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 main thing. So let's uh knock Speaking out a few- of bowling alleys. Yeah, that's where the I'm I'm working on having a bowling alley meetup down here at Equip Expo. Mac 50 will save you 50% off your Equip Expo registrations. I think that closes in uh, end of September. So go ahead and get those tickets, man. Come on, see your brother. Early registration does close um, close in September, I believe. Yeah, so. man. Come on down to Equip Expo. Let's go bowling. All right. Let's knock on a few these quick ones, man. Um, if you could build a dream mower, what would it be? If it doesn't exist already, I probably would stick with the Toro Grand uh, Grandstand or the Multi Force uh, okay. because of the multiple capabilities that it has. Um, I, I'm not. I definitely would put a 37 horsepower okay. engine on it, or maybe even something bigger than that, like whatever. Maybe a 41. Yeah, something big, but still keep it gasoline. Um, the Dream Mower and it might not have blades under it. It would just have lasers that <laughs> like absolutely vaporize the grass. So you never have to sharpen blades. It would, uh, it, it wouldn't be gas. Um, if it has lasers, it would have to be electric, right? So it would be electric and it would be quiet. It would, it would hover over the grass and not use tires. Um, so you would never have to worry about flats not well, like here's, a hoverboard there's a problem though if you do that that means you're just gonna you won't be able to lay stripes you need those tires in that that deck touching the grass to get your stripes down well they would have to just invent a different type of tire that like glides across because underneath of the deck is there's just like a piece of rubber that pushes the grass down so you just keep that and maybe make that be all the way across the bottom so you could keep the stripes okay uh but then you wouldn't have to worry about scalping anything, you know, because it's laser technology. So it could just, it could, uh, it could map out the ground. So if there's, uh, <laughs> if there's any divots or, 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 or high spots, it could just float over that or, you know, cut the, cut the grass. I don't know. We speak in futuristically. So I don't know. And it definitely, uh, Yeah, I think that's probably about it. I, I, I'm I'm sure if you if if I had more time, I could think of more cool things to to put on there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm going to agree with you on all your suggestions there. I, I would take that dream mower. I don't think there's anything else I can come up with without spending numerous uh, of hours and minutes figuring out what that's going to be. But no, I, I definitely like that idea, man. 
I'll go. It could be automated too, like the we've seen the Toro one that's uh, autonomous. Okay, so maybe we could put it with your uh, your ability to to um, to teleport. Okay, I just stand on it, teleport it to where it has to go for the week. You know, boom, 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 boom. Show it where it needs to go. Yeah, and then just snap my fingers and teleport it everywhere, and let it just go <laughs> do the yards. Because here's the the crazy thing is like so when I switched the jobber, like I know on on uh, yard book what I used to have, you could clock mm-hmm. in and out of jobs and then see all your thing. But since I went right. to uh, to jobber and there's like the app now, it's super easy to just uh, click in, click the timer on your job and it shows you everything. And what I've seen is like every day, like total work time. We're only working probably like five to five and a half hours of like right. service time. Yeah. And I, I just think that is that was it was like cool to be able to to see that, to see like how, how actually how long we are, because now I can like subtract and see like, oh, damn, we are driving two and a half hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and which I already knew because we have the hour drive. You know what I'm saying? So. But it, it was eye opening to see like whenever we are up there, and, you know, this is this kind of goes into the, the I guess the futuristic thing. But like when we are up there, I can see like, they, all right, we are we're making more time because we cut the time down from five hours, and 25 yeah. minutes to four hours and 58 minutes. And so I, I know now like that we are actually on time. But sorry for derailing right there. But no, man, that's that's, that's it. That's that's it. Uh, exactly what uh, what I was um, what just wanted to to get out of that question, man. So for sure. All right. Next question. What's your favorite tennis slash basketball shoe, and have you owned it yet? Okay, my favorite basketball shoe ever is the 2007 Hirachi. Okay. Um, if you Kobe wore it in 2007, and uh, <clears throat> I have wide feet. Uh, and I like to wear mid cut shoes that come up above the ankle. I'm not a, a low cut guy. That stuff. Kobe actually started that as well. But he, there was these Hirachi shoes that came out, and I want to say 2007 or no, I'm sorry, it was earlier than that. I graduated in 2002, so it's probably like 2004, 2005 when okay. these shoes were out. Um, and yeah, that's so that's my favorite. Uh, basketball shoe and then the uh yeah i think that's my favorite basketball shoe and then my favorite just like shoe overall is the air max 95 solid solid shoe my favorite shoe man um well let me ask you real quick have you owned it that pair of hirachis yet i've that's all i played in i okay so you did actually have like 10 or 12 pairs of them but they don't make them anymore are they they were discontinued I, i don't know and I'm just not about to. I'm just not about to. I don't hoop a lot enough to go out and buy shoes just for that. Now I do. I got some of these new LeBrons that came out when he made the Space Jam movie. Okay, I got those as well. They're really comfortable. They're like walking on clouds. But LeBron is a. He's a different. He's a different guy. Like his shoes are built for someone who is like him, powerful, strong, running, like jump out the gym where the weight of your shoes really don't matter. <laughs> My okay. little self. I need light, lighter shoes that are whatever, <laughs> but yeah, it's my, be uh, those Hirachis. Yeah, man. My favorite shoe. I actually haven't owned it yet, man. They're, uh, the Royal blue 
uh, penny foam posits by Nike, man. Um, I always wanted a pair of them. And I've never owned a pair just because when they originally came out, they were expensive. And I mean, they're even expensive now. You got to think about when those came out, man, those came out. It was 200 in- $200 when they came out. And that was back in what, 99 or 98, yeah, 99. Bro. I was like, man, $200 for a pair of shoes back then was rough because a lot of your Jordans and stuff like that never really went over 150 bucks. So um, I'm going to own a pair of those phone posit ones one day. I just don't know when I'm waiting for them. You never had them? Stock. I've never had a pair. I got to get me a pair. Oh, so um, those, those, well, I mean, now they like, Two fifty three hundred dollars, depending on which was it when they come out. But they, uh, I gotta go back and make an addendum. I okay. also want to say the Hara- I, When you asked me, I took that as like playing in, like okay, not to to wear. No, so just to play favorite in. Shoe. My favorite shoe to play in was the Harachi. Okay, my my favorite shoe overall. There's three of them. My my number one favorite is the. Jordan 11, the patent leather ones. Okay. I think, that's the, I think that's the greatest shoe, the greatest basketball, tennis shoe, whatever you want to call it, that was which, ever created. Which colorway? Black you and red. with the Space Jumps? Okay, the black and reds. Okay. Black, the black and reds. That is, everything's black and red with me. And then second is the Jordan, um, I said Jordan 11, the Jordan 12, and the Jordan 13. Those in, in All in solid, that one. man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's my favorite shoe. Is that I, I misunderstood the question? No, no problem. Well, got that cleared up. There you go. All right, so let's move on to the the next one, man. Um, we're gonna make it really, really quick. Let's knock a few of these ones out. Um, what is your favorite movie? My favorite. See, you you asking me things that I can't just say a <laughs> a one like one favorite. So, uh, Braveheart. Okay, William Wallace. Uh, with, with Mel Gibson, I know he's not the greatest person now, but back then, I think that movie came out in 95. I love that movie. Uh, William Wallace is just whoever, if he's, I think he's real in history. Uh, he must have been that one hell of a guy uh, to do what he did and make the sacrifices he made. So th- that one, um, every single movie that Denzel Washington is in, Outside of maybe virtuosity, <laughs> I, like Denzel Washington is one of my favorite people in history. Is Denzel Washington? So I will go see any movie he's in. And then uh, lastly, because I don't want to leave out my my ladies, is uh, the Woman King with Viola Davis. Because I, I haven't seen that yet. I gotta see that, that Viola. I think Viola Davis is the is is the greatest woman actress ever. She's amazing. Like she's yeah. so amazing. She's so talented. So is Denzel Washington. And uh honorable mention is my guy Tom Hanks. I pretty much see anything Tom Hanks is in as well. Um he has a, a, mo- a new movie out on Netflix now. I think it's called like Old Man Auto or something like that. But Tom Hanks, man, uh, he I love I love all all three of those. All right, man. For me, I got uh three quick ones, man. Um one of my favorite movies is actually a very recent movie, the latest Batman movie. And um came out, what, I think 2022, maybe 2021. Robert Pattinson or whatever that guy. Yeah, was. yeah, man. I, I loved how detailed the story was told during that movie. Um, And that's actually really one of my favorite movies because I love how they put it together and how they told the story of Batman. And, I, and I'm not the biggest Batman fan, but I love that actual movie. Um, two other movies, man, real quick. Twister. Twister is one of my favorite movies. I, 
I have a, a weird thing, man. I think if I could be doing anything else, like if I just choose a dream job to be worried about, it'd probably be a storm chaser, man. That, no, that sounds crazy. I don't want to be in the middle of a tornado, but man, I just love that movie really inspired me. I, I love to, to see it, man. And I thought it was really, really cool, especially when they're sitting there at the movie theater and, and uh, what's his name? John Patton, I think is the name of the, the uh, main character. And there's, Two of them are standing there at the uh, concession stand talking and things like that. And then they just realize that the tornado is rolling in in the middle of the night. So I I think that's one of the the coolest parts of the movie and one of my favorite movies. And then lastly, man, um, a movie that I've loved for a very, very long time is In the Line of Fire. Have you ever seen In the Line of Fire? I've never even heard of it. It's with Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich. Clint Eastwood is um, the president's secret service detail. He's on the detail with for the president Garnum and John Malkovich is trying to kill the president. And I, think I did see that John Malkovich is calling and talking to Clint Eastwood on the telephone all the time about how he's going to kill the president. And it is one of the greatest movies in, um, I, I don't want to spoil the movie, man. I know it's that movie's been out for like 30 plus years, but, uh, I, I will. The one thing I'll tell you is that he doesn't kill the president. Spoiler alert on that. But the way that he gets a gun, into the area to attempt to kill the president is absolutely amazing. So go check that out. If you haven't seen that, if you know about the, about that movie in the line of fire, uh, come over to the Facebook group, man, and let us know, uh, chime in there. That's where you can come and leave comments about what your favorite cereal is and all the other stuff over there. So come hang out with us over there. And all right, let's, let's knock out these last few questions. we got to do them really quick. What brand of, what brand of hand equipment did you choose? And why did you choose to go with it? Echo and, uh, I was doing my research. A lot of people ask me, like, what should I do? How do I get started? And I didn't ask anybody any of those questions. I simply watched YouTube. The person that I seen first, um, because before I decided I was going to do a lawn care business, I just wanted to have nice stuff to do my to do my house with. I wanted yeah. to be like Alan Hain, the lawn care nut. And so one day I was watching a video that uh, Alan was doing, and he pulled out the Echo. PAS 225 that you could get from Home Depot. I watched that video, went straight to Home Depot, and I got that that trimmer. We call it Old Faithful. Uh, now I've given it to my cousin, I believe. Um, but that trimmer has never given me problems. No Echo piece of equipment that I've ever had has given me problems. So when I seen that video, I went to Home Depot, got that Echo uh, trimmer. And then when I got hooked up with uh, who I think is the best dealer in the Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania area, especially in my area, Penn Hills Rental. When I got with them, they had both Echo and Steel. I was not familiar with Steel at all. And honestly, the Steel Orange, call me crazy if you want to. It's okay. I'll accept it. I know I'm a nutcase. But <laughs> still, the Steel Orange wasn't as pretty to me as the Echo Orange. The Echo Orange was a lot more bright and vibrant, I felt like. And uh, the the equipment's comparable to each other. So I'm not saying Echo's better than Steel. It was more so a, uh, it's just a feeling that I had. And because I had already had Echo stuff, I stuck with it. I'm like a loyal type of person in general. If you do right by me, bro, I will die for you. I swear. Like If you do right by me, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. And Echo has done right by me. And so I just decided to stick with that, just like Toro has done right by me. So I've stuck with them. You've done right with me. So I'm sticking with you. 
You know oh. what I'm saying? No, seriously, that's just <laughs> that's just how it is, bro. But yeah, Echo. How about All right, you? Man. We got to knock these last few ones out, man. So I know I'm, I talk I'm a lot, a, man. I can't help it. I'm an Echo guy as well. Um, I started out with a Echo Head Trimmer 225. I I liked the way that the carburetor worked on it, and in contrast to that, I tried out a BR600 when I first got in the business. It was a used one, so that is already a a a, a bad start for me on that and so no no knock against still on that but i was not a fan of how their carburetors are being able to start up their equipment i just i wasn't a fan of it and for me the echo carburetors are tried and true for how i expect them to work i know exactly how many pulls it's going to take on my blower and trimmer crazy part is they're the exact same amount of pulls for it to start if it doesn't start within those pools, I know that something is wrong. Either it wasn't primed correctly or that the switch is in the off position and not the on position. So that is exactly why I went with Echo. Um, I fall in love with the carbs. They all work exactly the same. And even some of them are interchangeable. So that is the main reason why I chose that. And for this next question, Cornell, let me ask you, and I'm going to answer first. Do you walk forward or backwards when you're string trimming or you're string edging? And do you walk in the grass or on the sidewalk and driveway when you're doing it? So for me, man, I like walking backwards um, when I am string edging. That's also the same uh, way with trimming as well. I don't walk for it when I trim, except when the building's to the right of me. I, I do. I guess I do walk for sometimes to not tear up the, the line, especially if I'm walking along the fence. But I walk by, backwards when I'm edging. And um, edging with a string trimmer. And then I walk in the grass. I want to kind of get back to walking on the sidewalk. I feel like walking on the sidewalk, you have a little bit more stability. You don't have to worry about tripping in some type of hole that you didn't know there was there in the lawn. But what about you? Do you walk forward? Do you walk backwards? And do you walk in the grass or do you walk on the sidewalk and driveway? For trimming, I, I walk forward. And the reason I don't go backwards is because when you walk backwards with the trimmer, it shoots the grass back at you. It does. And and it been I've got my legs lit up so many times with rocks and pebbles and things like that that I just decided no more going backwards and I've sort of when you take the guard off too, it's easier to see. And uh like when you you can't you can see better when the guard's on if you go backwards. Whenever you go forward you can't see the trimmer head with the guard on. So when you take the guard off, it made it a lot easier for me to go for like to walk forward. Now, well, what about to, when edging? Yeah, when it, the edging, I walk backwards and I walk on the sidewalk. And the reason for that is when I stand in the grass, I feel like I take more of, I make the gap bigger between okay. the curb and the, uh, between the curb and the, and the grass, like the ending of the grass, the edge or whatever. Uh, so I started to stand on the sidewalk so that I could actually see. Uh, what I'm doing, if that makes sense. All right. And really two quick ones, man. Let's try to make these quick. What is the most adventurous thing you've ever done or you would like to do? The most adventurous thing I've ever done is actually a story that got me uh, some notoriety in my church that I told. Uh, <laughs> so when I, the first, the first trip me and my wife ever took, we went to uh, just um, Maryland, what is it? Ocean City. Okay. We went to Ocean City, Maryland. That was the first trip we ever took. The second trip we took, we went to Miami. Um, 
and I had never been to Miami. So we went to Miami and, uh, you know, I just wanted to do everything. So the most adventurous thing I got, I loved to, to ride the jet skis. And we did this. Th- the reason I had to talk about the other Ocean City is because when we rode the jet skis in Ocean City, it was in a bay. And okay. in this bay, the, the water was only like four feet deep. Like I could literally stand in it if you fell off. And I had to fall off to realize that. But when we went to Miami, I wanted to ride these jet skis again. I, that was one of the main things I had to do. So we go to ride the jet skis and they also had snorkeling. Now, anytime I had ever seen snorkeling, I seen the snorkeling and it was like in some paradise, like in Key West, where you see all these little tiny fish and everything, right? Yeah. So my wife wanted to do the snorkeling. I didn't really want to do the snorkeling. I'm not into being in the water too much, but I did want to ride the, the jet skis and they were both at the same thing. So we rode the jet skis. They didn't have us do it in the bay. They took us out into the ocean. So you were way out in the ocean and they gave you like these two buildings that you couldn't, that you had to stay, but you could go out as far as you want. I went out so far that you couldn't even see the people on the, oh, on the beach anymore. I, you could see sea turtles. The, 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 the water was so blue because you could, it was like deep. Yeah. So it was like dark blue. Like you, like, not like when you're at the beach, the, like towards the beach, it's like clear or whatever. So we did that. Now the jet skiing was fun. Uh, we went back, finished that. And then here's the adventurous part. Now we go to do the snorkeling. There was a storm the, the night before. So the water was like murk, more a little more murky. It wasn't settled like okay. it normally is. Uh, and it was more choppy. So I asked the guy beforehand, because now I know we're about to do this in the middle of the ocean. So I asked the guy, I say to him, hey, are we going to see sharks or anything? He's like, nah, man, if you see a shark, it'll just be the size of like your forearm. So I was like, all right, I mean, a shark the size of my forearm, if it bit me like that would really... It, it, it would do a lot of damage. It would hurt. But it, ain't okay. it, it, it would like take a chunk out of you for real, like a, a shark uh, that size. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. You know, they put us on the back of a banana boat. Okay. We fly, we're going out to the banana boat. And the only banana boat thing I'd ever seen was the one LeBron James was on with Dwayne Wade <laughs> and, Mello. and uh, <laughs> Mello and them boys. Right. <laughs> So I'm riding on a banana boat. The dude has a jet ski. He's towing us to where the area is out in the middle of the ocean between these two buoys. And uh, he, we hit this thing and your boy falls off the back of the banana boat and they're still going. Oh, My wife is on the banana God. boat. I mean, she's yelling and he's like 15 yards in front of her on the tow string with the jet ski. <laughs> I'm just in the middle of the ocean floating, bro. Terrified. Uh, I mean, the deep part where it's really, really dark blue. Yeah. So, uh, so we um he comes back, he picks me up, we finally we get out to the area. It's between these two buoys, he shows us. And he's like, he goes over the rules. We're at this point, we're in the water with nothing but flippers on. I know you said to be quick, but this is not a quick story. <laughs> we're in the we're in the middle of the ocean. All we got is flippers. We don't have no goggles on. We got flippers and a life jacket. And that's it. And he's like, yo, so he goes all over all of these rules and then he throws us the goggles and he's like you can go between this buoy and this buoy then he goes if you see a shark just stop be still put your hand up i'll turn on the jet ski and then the shark will swim away at this point they told me already if we see shark it's gonna be the size of my forearm i asked my man so (laughs) how big is the shark gonna be if we see one he was like five or six feet my heart my heart sunk bro five or six feet i'm only five foot eight 
Any shark over four feet tall could literally any shark could probably kill me in this in this ocean, in the middle of the ocean. All I got on is flippers. Five or six feet. I can't think of nothing else now except for five or six feet of shark swimming around. Then I asked him another question, which was a bad question to ask. This, this was a bad question. I said, Well, when's the last time you seen a shark? He's like, this week. Five or six times. I said, what? Five or six. I can't think of nothing else now. So <laughs> we're swimming back and forth between these buoys. The water keeps going in the top of my snorkel. I, look, I'm just uncomfortable this whole time. I, I'm, I'm like, all right, babe, you ready to get out? I just keep asking her, are you ready to get out? You ready to get out? She's like, no, I'm trying to do this, whatever. My man pulls a granola bar out of his pocket, crumbles it up, and throws it in the water. What do you think that did? You ever feed Got fish all them before? fish, yeah. All of these fish came up, and they're like in a frenzy. Now, these are like regular fish. They ain't trying to bite me. They just want to get the stuff from the granola bar, but I cannot do anything. So finally, I asked my wife, hey, let's, are you ready to go? Like, let's get out of here. Finally, she says, yes. We are getting out of this, and this is what made us, kind of made me infamous at my church, but... <laughs> We go to get out of the thing finally to hop back up on the up on the banana boat. Now I'm thinking I'm gonna get up here first and then help my like so I could pull my wife back up because there's nothing for me to stand on to like help to push her up onto the right. banana boat. Not that she necessarily my wife is good. She she didn't really need my help. I was just trying to be the good husband. But your boy got stung by something. Something stung me on my arm, and I jumped up out that one. I don't know if you ever seen the toy with uh with, with, uh, <laughs> Richard Pryor. with Richard Pryor when he walks up on top of the water because the piranha are in it. But I jumped up out that water so fast on that banana boat and left my wife in that water. Oh, man. <laughs> I told that story at church, man. Everybody knows who I am now. they like, you're the, you're the, uh, you're the banana boat. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So that's the most adventurous thing. I know that was a long story and Cedric said we had to be quick on this one, but you had to understand just how scared I was and, you know, that fight or flight. I left my wife in the water, man. I, I might not never live that down. I can't believe I just <laughs> told you all that on this, on this thing. But, hey, hey don't hey, get man. in the water, bro. And we ain't hey. supposed to be in the water. Uh, it's it's funny that you say that, man, because my adventurous thing that I've done is, is kind of around the same thing, man. We went to Dominican Republic for our honeymoon. And so we were on Punta Cana, and we were out um, – on an excursion. And one part of the excursion was jumping into like this cool water pool. Like you have to literally jump off a cliff into the pool, water pool, excuse me, into the cool water pool. It was one of the ones that's like uh cavernous. So you literally, you're jumping into a hole. It's not like you were jumping into a big open pond or anything like that. You were literally jumping down into a hole. So that was one of the things, but we went snuba diving. So, you know, the combination of snorkeling and scuba diving where, they have the oxygen tanks up on water level, and then you have these long hoses when you wear your mask and things like that. We we dove down into the water and we're feeding fish under the water. That is not my favorite thing to do. I don't like things nibbling at my fingers. And so we're literally feeding the fish. Like you said, like you were saying, homeboy threw in the granola bar. The Our, our instructors were giving us food in our hands underneath the water, and the fish were coming to our hands. They were doing the feeding frenzy on our hands. I was like, bro, this is not not what I really like doing. So that was one thing, man, one of the adventurous things. But I, I think uh, 
something I haven't done that I'm interested in doing, but not really interested in doing is skydiving. I, I may do that one day. I don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe not. Like you said, no there's thanks. certain things. Yeah, we're not supposed to be in the water, or we're not supposed to be above the above the land. So we'll, we'll see. Well, I want to fly, but I don't want to fall. And I I wanted to uh, I wanted to go skydiving whenever I was younger before I had kids. Yeah. I also wanted to have a motorcycle when I was younger before I had kids. And to each his own, man, if that's the thing that turns your crank and that's what you like to do, more power to you. I hope you stay safe. I can't be taking risks like that at this stage in my in my life. Now when I finally figured out what I'm actually doing, you know, and I wouldn't say figured it out, but, you know, I kind of know where I want to go and what I want to do. And I don't want to I don't want to lose my life doing something that is 1 million percent preventable, like riding a motorcycle or skydiving and my parachute not opening. Cause all I could think about, I can't think about the excitement, the adrenaline, the, the feeling that you feel. All I could think about is if I die, how dumb would that be? <laughs> <laughs> if I die this way, how dumb would that be? Man, that's what I think about. So, Stay All safe right. out there if that's the stuff that you like doing. And here's the last question, man. This uh, question kind of sparked this whole idea of doing this question show and kind of giving you a little bit of look into who we are and kind of our, our quirks and things like that. And why we choose to do things a certain way and kind of things that make you laugh and make us laugh. So this last question is, what is something quirky that you do or can't live without in your working routine? And I'll give you my answer and let you close out with your story. Um, so for me, man, I found that I cannot work on the lawn. I cannot ride and cut grass without gloves on my hands. I tried cutting grass one time with no gloves. And the gloves I use are really cheap gloves. I get them from Harbor Freight. And, you know, they're the mechanic impact gloves. And they're very comfortable. They're breathable. But I, those that's what I wear when I cut, cut grass or when I'm trimming and things like that. So you need some type of protection when you're trimming. You don't necessarily need protection when you're cutting, when you're mowing on the lawn, right? Or you're, you're you're mowing the grass. But for me, I found that I've gotten so used to wearing these gloves that if I try to actually cut grass with no gloves on, my stripes are squiggly. I can't control the mower correctly. It's like mm. the the ROPs and the controls on the multi-force are too small for my hands now. So now I can't properly balance them or keep them perfectly straight when I'm mowing the lawn. If I have gloves on, I can take that mower. I can I can mow backwards and it'll be straight. I can mow with one hand standing sideways and it'll be straight. But if I take them gloves off and I put both of my hands on the rocks and I'm going to push forward, my stripes will not be straight. I'll get to the end of the path and look back and be like, God, what in the hell is going on? I'm like, oh. I need to go get my gloves and I, I'll run and get my gloves and clean it up and do things like that. What about you, man? Do you got anything crazy or weird like that, that you, uh, you got to have or just to get things done? I got to be completely covered up from head to toe. Okay. And I don't know if that might not be a quirky thing or, or anything that's weird, but for me, I'm real weird about textures of things. So I can't eat certain things because the texture I don't like how it feels and I can't touch things. Like if there's water in the sink, okay. if it ain't clear, I will not put my hand in it because I just <laughs> don't like things on my hands. So just like you said, gloves, because I have to have gloves. I have to have something covering my face, which doesn't help. 
the reason I started to wear gloves is because it's, I wouldn't say I don't have really a problem with like grass being on the back of my hands. It's like the part that I feel with. Yeah. I, I, like the palm of my hands I, and my fingertips and all of that. I cannot have any anything uh, beyond that. So I started to wear gloves because when I cut, I can't really have anything on my body. Like I can't. I, that's why I always talk about when people cut grass and they don't have shirts on and things like that. Not because I judge them for not wearing a shirt or it's unprofessional or whatever. And I think it's unprofessional, but it's because I don't want grass and dirt and bugs and those type of things landing on me. Yeah. It it, it makes me like queasy inside to to feel that on me. So I wear gloves and, and also I found that because I cover my whole body up from head to toe, my hands would get really dark. <laughs> and then the rest of my body would be super light. I talked about it in one of my videos. Like, there's nothing you could do about. It. I cover my face and everything. I, it, there's yeah. I can't prevent that from being tan because you're just outside sometimes. But if you wear long sleeve shirts and you don't wear gloves, or you wear gloves where, like you said, they're breathable, the sun still gets through those. And before I know it, my hands are so damn dark. And I walk around, I can't wear a short sleeve shirt anymore because I got the most unreal farmer's tan. <laughs> and <laughs> it just looks wild. So I'd say that's it. That's the quirky thing is I'm real, real, real weird with uh, with textures and having things touch me. Nope. That's just me. Yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. That is today's episode of Long Care Power Moves Podcast, episode 43. We are out here knocking these out, man. We appreciate allowing us to hang out in your pocket and listen to our words as we hopefully touch your heart. So do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review if you can. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go on there. Leave us a review. Let us know where you're listening from. Tell us what you love about the show. And then after you do that, each and all of you can head over to our Facebook group. Join the Lawn Care Power Moves Podcast Facebook group. Let us know that you listened to the show this week. Tell us what you like, what you thought about it. Like, and then answer some of the questions that we had. What are some of the things that you all like, right? Why did you choose the equipment that you have? What type of cereal do you like? What do you got to have in the truck? What are your must-haves and things like that? So head over there, do that, leave that in there, guys. Also, join us each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for the Lawn Care Power Moves live show. The show is currently on Instagram. We're trying to work out some things to be able to move it over to YouTube. We want to make sure that it moves flawlessly. So we're not going to do that until we bring you a product that's going to work for you, that makes sense for you. So if anything that we do is not up to our standards, we're not going to do it. Same thing with the business. Do things to your standard. Do the things you like to do. Do the things that you feel are being done the best. So that's why uh, we'll get there when we get there, man. So we definitely appreciate y'all for that. Quick shout outs again. Make sure if you are going to Equip Expo that you go ahead and save yourself 50% off your ticket price. Click the link in today's show, show description. Save you 50% off of your Equip Expo tickets right there. That MAC50 code is going to do that for you. Do that. Register. Get signed up. Do all that good stuff, man. Make sure you all stay in touch with us. And how do you do that? Again, join the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast Facebook group. And before we get out of here. Make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Mac Landscaping and Lawn Care YouTube channel. Cornell is continuously releasing content, doing the fireness over there. That's what you get when you go ahead and do that. Make sure you hit the bell notification, throw it on all. Forget that personalized, forget that none. Throw it on all so you get those notifications when that new content drops. That's what you need in your life. All right? Go do all the things you need to do. Click the like, subscribe, and all that other good stuff. Y'all know what it is. So before we get out here, man, y'all know what time it is. Open your minds, ready your hearts, 
It's now time for Lawn Care Power Move of the Weekend. The Lawn Care Power Move of the Weekend is to find the fun. Find the fun in everything that you that you do. If you find the fun and happiness and make that a priority in your life, do the things that are fun to you, do the things that make you happy, and then you will be better for all of us. You will be better for the world. Go out there and crush it on this free-flowing Friday. We love you. We appreciate you. We wish you nothing but success. And we're out. Peace. Peace. Time to go cut that grass and make that cash, baby. We out. Yeah. I'ma put it down, hold it down, tilt my crown, hit a bass, let it pound, dog. I don't play around, dog. Run it up, run it up, run it up. All of these blessings, I pray them up. Falling like showers, they flooding up. I'm on the up and up, rising your sinners up, Lord. Blessing, I'm favored up. I need it all, ain't no giving up. City is dying, let's raise it up. Raise up the stakes, raise up my kids, raise the community up and get lit. It's not where you from, it's about how you fit. It's where you at, put that on my wife, put that on my kids. It is what it is, the life that I chose. Take a chance on my own without the grace of my love. That's not the route I should go. I went from losing it out and being dead ass broke to putting trust. In my faith and giving all in these songs. Just take a look at your life and wonder, could it be worse? We in the midst of a war, these casualties can't rehearse. Before you head to that hearse, make sure you're giving your all. Anybody got a problem with the move, you can make it keep it moving and just brush your mouth. Cause we're.